Hello and welcome to the NDA podcast. Today's podcast is It's Always Media Thursday and it is Thursday. My name is Justin Pierce. I'm the editor of New Digital Age and I'm joined by, as usual, Andy Oakes and I'm the publisher of New Digital Age. So, Andy, are you in Cologne? I'm not in Cologne. Are you, are you in Cologne? I'm not in Cologne. That's well, well I can see you, you know, sitting <laughs> yeah. across the same table from me. We ne- neither have seen Cologne. Well, what? Okay, there's a big question here. The question is, why aren't we in Cologne? I thought long and hard about this before De Mexico, and I genuinely thought the best thing would be to send other people. Yeah, I think it's mainly not me. That's a good idea. I thought sort of the same thing, but it kind of is interesting because we would normally be in Cologne at De Mexico. De Mexico is kind of flagship um, conference in our industry. So this year, like many other flagship conferences, is a bit different. Uh, it's the first, you know, first year after COVID forced it into a virtual show. Uh, it, it does seem like it's a different show this year. Yeah. So what? I mean, I mean, I mean, several WhatsApp groups talking about what's happening out in uh, Cologne. And I'll be honest with you, as the as people were on their way, as they're on the trains, I, I had a bit of FOMO. I thought I'd like to be in Cologne. And then as people told me about, oh, I'm out of queue, and there's there's halls entirely devoted to domestic German ad tech stuff. And it's mostly sausages to eat. There's a lot of sausage. In fact, we both saw a lovely photo of what's a lot of Yeah, Paul Gubbins, what an extraordinary tweet that was, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Very that much. was just sausages and beans. Yeah, I mean, quite disgusting, but thank you. So look, we're going to go and talk to our special guest um, in a second, all about Domestica. Uh, he's there. Yes. But should really have a quick mention to Mindshare's Huddle event, which again was back in the real world after a few years offline or offline, online. Uh, last week which is really good i mean it's, it was a great event uh and we were there because we were getting involved in a session with it was with jill scott the english footballer and but the reason we were there even though she was the main draw is because of our digital women initiative and our partner in that initiative Eddie Edward scott was there on a panel she was let's let's not uh, gloss over the fact you've managed to name your one footballer you know yeah i know i know well done you yeah and also i asked her a question and it's a very good question. It's a question uh, about my daughter, actually, but it was a bit scoot over that. She was amazing, and Digital Women is amazing. So, in fact, we produced a, a print magazine based on Digital Women copy. But Digital Women, for those who don't know and are listening, it's our initiative to help uh, give more of a voice to women in the industry, but to be focused on the peculiarities that face women in our industry. You know, what's what's different about digital uh, as an industry for women? And it's a hub on... NDA and we're doing events and everyone should get involved. And we really want you to get involved. Um, so don't be afraid in contacting us. Don't be afraid of emailing us. Uh, hello at newdigitalage.co.uk. Why not? That Why not that? We want to not. We'll make sure that works. <laughs> yeah, um, and tell us you want to get involved because it's it's a great project, but it's going too slowly. And I want more people. Yeah, we want more. So listen, let's do you want to chat any more about stuff? Uh, what can we do? The usual stuff. Um, I've I have been ill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Andy, welcome back. You were ill. Yeah. I mean, most no, no. Let's start again. Every podcast has a section on Andy's illness. This week's is a ear special. Yes, ironically, recording a podcast. I've had an ear infection, and if I'm shouting slightly, it's because I'm not entirely sure that's, how loud I am. And that's that's Andy's illness news over. And do you know what? I think this is a really bad segment. Something new. And by the way, for everyone that was had tuned in expecting to hear our new segment, What's on the Desk, uh, launched last week. So fantastic by Fee Taylor from Captify. Unfortunately, 
day to day, today we're recording this in our offices rather than in studio. So there's no desk to talk about. So today there will be no what's on the desk strand. Oh, listenership plummets. As... Anyway, death back next week. Back, back next week. Back next week. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, this is kind of probably the end of us. <laughs> That's an ominous way to for this, week, for this week's podcast because we're going to go now. We've got a bit of extended special guest um, slot because it's the incredible Matt Barish. Uh, he's a regular on this podcast, um, big friend of ours and hugely important influential industry figure. And he is sitting now in Cologne at Mexico, where to talk to us and give us his view of the show. Good to see you. Uh, before we kick off talking about Mexico and all things. German, you've had a new job since you lost in the podcast. So, do you want to tell us exactly what it is, what you're doing? Sure, guys, and th- thanks for having me today. It's good to uh, it's good to be back. Good to see you guys. Um, I, I joined the Next Exchange uh, at the end of May, uh, initially leading the Americas, and um, and now sit with additional responsibility, heading up our global publishing business. And so, as a legacy SSP. Uh, you know, our publishing business is really the DNA and it's the core of what we do, our relationships with publishers and connecting them to, you know, marketers who matter is, you know, really, um, it's not just important to their revenue, but, you know, I think to, it sits at the heart of the industry. And so um, it's really, it's a role that means a lot to me personally, having been a publisher, but also, you know, with the DNA of the company, uh, you know, sitting um, at the helm and it's exciting. And I think um, this is my first opportunity in market to go out and tell the story. And so, um, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, we can hit a little bit today. Fantastic. Well, we're going to talk about Demetska, obviously. Andy and I were talking earlier about the fact that, that we're not there and we normally are. So we're quite, quite sad, but quite glad. So, I mean, it's obviously, I imagine, quite a different show from in the past. So how's it been? Give us your initial impressions. Yeah, I think it's it, it's different, um, and I think it's different for a variety of reasons. I think um, you know we're at an inflection point uh, as an industry. We're coming out of COVID, so perhaps that's part of it. Um, I think you've seen industry consolidation, uh, so that's part of it. I think you know it could be a, a byproduct of you know macroeconomic conditions that we are in today, or could be facing in the future, and so you know investment might not be there. Or capital might not be there to be able to, you know, send a, an army of troops like you have in the past. But um, it was well attended. Uh, I think that you know it's part of the the, the global tour uh, that we all kind of go through on an annual basis, and so it feels a little bit different. But you know, I think the vibrancy is there. Uh, you know, companies that matter are all still present, relevant, and you know, flying their flags proudly. And you know, I think the big question here is, you know, kind of like. Nobody has an answer. So what does it all mean? And um, I, I think there's a lot to unpack there. In, in terms of the dynamic of the show, Matt, I mean, I'm, we're hearing that it's it's much more compact, the um, slightly more business-like than normal. How, how would you characterize it? Uh, you know, I think for, for, for me, this is, um, I, I'm an American who's in Cologne, and I haven't seen a lot of Americans in Cologne, right? It's not the easiest place to get to. And so uh, I am fortunate in that, you know, Index, we, we believe this is a really uh, important key event in our calendar. And so the majority of my time has been spent in, a, you know, at a table having a coffee with a client who's based here, running our global publishing business. You know, we've got presence across the continent, and this is an opportunity to get FaceTime with people who I don't always get to spend time with. And so 
whereas in years past, I've had a little bit more flexibility to walk the vast halls of that convention center that I can't pronounce properly. Uh, <laughs> you know, here, um, you know, I've, I've really kind of sat at our stand, which I love because it's sustainable and it's beautiful. And it's the first time we brought it out in the wild. And, you know, I look out at the trade desk and Google and Critio and, and the companies that you would expect to be here with our presence. So um, I think where, you know, I would have historically logged tons of steps and done more exploring. Uh, you know, I think it's nice to kind of, uh, you know, have an opportunity to, to sit at a home base and have people come and uh, and get business done. And that's the important part of all of this, right? I think, you know, there's social components to this and relationships matter. But, you know, uh, I think coming out of a Zoom world where we all learned how efficient we could be every half an hour by clicking, you know, join conference, uh, you know, here you're in the conference and, you know, if you can do it every 30 minutes, um, make the most of it. So I think there are people who come here for the social component and the nightlife. And, you know, I think that's all fun and games and I, I definitely enjoy myself, but, you know, it's been uh, heads down and meetings and, you know, figuring out where, where, where this all goes, right? I think we're at a pivotal moment in this industry where, you know, the question is, is this a revolution or is this an evolution? Okay, well, first of all, what's your hunch on to which one it is? Because, you know, you've been around a long time without being rude, but you have been. So, you know, is it, is it an evolution or revolution? What were you seeing things going, especially coloured with the lens of what you see at Mexico? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as I hinted at earlier, I think there's a lot of, like, sort of head scratching and trying to understand the state of the economy, the state of the industry and the path forward. And so, you know, I, I, I talk about revolution and evolution. Um, you know, I think we've all read countless articles about the cookie-less future and, you know, that revolution, but that right now is an ambiguous timeline. And so, you know, I think we shift to evolution where, you know, there are key themes that come up across, uh, you know, the demand side, right? Like we're seeing remarkable growth in CTV. Uh, you know, I think there, you know, there, there, there's a legacy in display that, you know, we all um, have been a part of building over that, you know, the, the, the course of the past, you know, 15 years in this industry and programmatic as we know it. And, you know, what we've all known and grown accustomed to is starting to be completely re, you know, reimagined. And, uh, that evolution is, you know, is really, you know, a question of what addressability will look like, uh, what an omni-channel world starts to look like, where, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, you start to think about doing more with fewer, whether you're on the buy side or the sell side, how do you create that value? That might be why you see a lighter presence here, because, you know, if you're not creating value, are you in business? Uh, that's another question for another podcast. But, you know, I think when you start to look at uh, you know, the industry and the path forward, like CTV is at the forefront of every conversation. And when I talk about CTV, I think about a channel that provides an opportunity to reimagine. And I use that word very specifically an industry that perhaps needs a little like re like rejiggering, right. Rearchitecture. And, uh, and this is that moment where, you know, the publisher, if they understand and think back to, you know, how broadcast or print were traded once upon a time when the publisher had leverage, uh, you know, I think that's very much the future. And so what does that look like? And in a world where ad tech and media have coexisted and they've both been, there, there's been mutual benefit to the ad tech world, helping the media world to evolve, 
and you know to become more efficient. But the media world, perhaps in the ad tech world, have never understood each other more or better. Um, how do you start to think more in terms of the legacy of media and the future and where that pairs up, rather than you know the past ten years, which has been commoditization and liquidity and tonnage and volume, we're on a flight to quality, not quantity. So what, just I'm interested in terms of the, the conversations you've had or what you've seen in terms of the conference itself, you say CTV dominates every conversation. What other themes are you picking up? Where, where is the interest? Or is, I mean, and is the cookie sort of taken as red now or is that still dominating conversations as much as, as it once did? Yeah, I think, you know, the the, the cookie, you know, the, the questions around the future of addressability, around measurement, around attribution, those are, uh, you know, th- th- those are questions that will be asked for a long time to come, right? I think, you know, uh, addressability, the beauty of, of, of advertising is it's an imperfect science. And so this will constantly be uh, you know, a work in progress. Um, and I think that's always going to be something which smart people will ask the question, hey, how are you approaching this? And it's better to ask questions and be a listener <coughs> intelligence and understand and, and and build better products for your customers. And so, you know, I think the, the, the questions around addressability, sure, there's the future of the cookie. There's, you know, the question or challenge around app and, you know, what we've seen in iOS and perhaps what's to come with Android. And then there's regulation. I mean, we, we could go down that path. Uh, but, you know, I think the, the, the real, you know, question around CTV is how, is it, how will it be transacted and who will be the winners? And, you know, and, and how, uh, you know, how do you safeguard and gate control if you're a publisher, but also recognize that, you know, like what is pricing going to look like? I think it was really interesting a couple weeks back when, you know, there was an article written around Netflix CPMs. People freaked out because they said $65, no measurement. And, you know, I saw a lot of ad tech people go, that's impossible. And yet, you know, I've sold a Super Bowl once upon a time as part of a team at ESPN. Let me tell you something, the CPMs on that aren't cheap, right? <laughs> that's a, you know, very different type of event. But, you know, in the world that we're in, uh, you know, the premiere of the Squid Games, is probably akin to the Super Bowl for many people. And so there's value there, right? Um, I, I think that's the question, right? That That's the, the, the billion dollar question here, which is, you know, how do you protect value on both sides of the ecosystem, whether you're a publisher who's, you know, again, changing their business model, thinking about new channels, introducing more video assets, recognizing that, you know, a $35 CPM is a hundred times more valuable than a 35 cent CPM. Or you're a marketer who recognizes that your baseline KPIs that you've leaned on throughout the cookie era or, you know, through your app uh, campaigns, that's probably going to have to be revisited. And so, you know, there's like the era of identity and people trying to scramble and understand what does it mean? And, you know, I think we're entering into an era where, you know, or a moment where we're going to think about addressability in terms of context or seller-defined audiences, and, you know, understanding what are those metrics going to mean? And, you know, I think we're at a moment in time where CTV is, you know, what, it, what is the rate structure going to look like? What is measurement going to look like? And how do we find standardization to drive efficiency in something that's really unclear and uncertain and ambiguous and probably won't be solved for some time to come? And don't you think it's going to be, uh, talking on transatlantic market, is it going to be two tiers of markets? Because the U.S. is further ahead in CTV. There's more availability of uh 
Uh, there's, you know, the UK, there is more to trade. There's less over here. Is the US going to lead the way in the CTV market? Um, it's a great question. I think, uh, you know, it's funny. It's an American who, who thinks globally. Um, I, I, I don't know that that path is paved. I think, you know, uh, a very wise man uh, who shall go unnamed in this industry once told me there will be three means by which uh, CTV will be transacted. And I think it will start to transform. And this is the revolution in the evolution, right? Where you'll have walled gardens and there will never be a third party. There will never be a dealer broker who touches that inventory. They will just power it, right? They will be the tech infrastructure that enables the transaction. Uh, I think we know who those candidates will be, right? They're pretty, uh, they're pretty well documented. Then you'll have what I'll call hedged gardens, they, uh, you know, they will have dedicated sales teams. They'll have presence within holding companies. They'll be a uh, somewhere between a must buy and a nice to buy for marketers, uh, with you know perhaps some access uh, through some type of third party. But that'll be somewhat controlled by the publisher and who gets access at what price point. And you know, then you've got what I'll call green fields, uh, which will be you know, real like ad supported fast, right? Uh, you know, um, channels which they're built for addressable advertising. And, yeah. you know, they will be, uh, again, probably a little bit smarter in terms of control and pricing leverage and the relationship between the buyer and the seller. Uh, but, you know, there'll be companies that sit in between who will recognize different habits in encouraging that transaction. And I think we're in the point now of, you know, a year ago, perhaps CTV was more conceptual than reality, or maybe a year and a half or two years ago. And now it's very much the reality. And part of that's COVID driven and consumer behavioral changes. And part of it's just the evolution of an industry that recognizes that banners may not be sustainable. Market caps have proven not to be sustainable and that the future is in video and CTV and that's clear cut across the board. Just on those behavioral changes, do you think there's anything in the fact that, as you say, a lot of things were driven by COVID and COVID's sort of just about gone away-ish and we're seeing reports on things like streaming services uh, sort of being cut from, from household bills, A, because of cost of living crisis, but B, because of, you know, people are back at work now, <laughs> but things have changed. So do you think those consumer changes, which definitely drove a lot of change during the pandemic, do you think they are going to be as long-lasting as some thought? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I, I think there are a couple of things, right? For a consumer perspective, uh, these things add up. And so, you know, it's great if you're, uh, you know, if, if you're launching a streaming service and, you know, you've decided that you're you're, you're going to build a SaaS or, you know, recurring fee. Uh, it's not a SaaS, I guess. It's a, it's a recurring fee type business, right? Which, you know, your CFO is going to love uh, and the market is going to love and get excited about. But at the end of the day, you know, I think that the challenge right now with CTV and streaming services to me is discovery, right? It's so fragmented. And so if you ask me where I find Handsmaid's Tale, or I find Squid Games, or I find, uh, you know, Justin, what are you watching these days? 
Don't don't ask that. People listen to this, Matt. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I really well, I like it. Matt is Bake Off, Great British Bake Off, which is coming right. back. Well, uh, <laughs> I think you know. Regardless, um, you know, you start to say, "Hey, like, how many things am I subscribing to?" And this is starting to add up at a time when everyone is self-aware around how much they're spending on a weekly, monthly, annual basis, and so uh, you start to then think about supply and demand. And, you know, how in a world where programmatic was built on tonnage, that, you know, perhaps liquidity becomes more of a factor. And so, you know, is there enough inventory out there today? It really depends on who you speak with. And again, it depends on which one of those three channels that I mentioned earlier, you start to uh, like hone in on or focus in on. But, uh, you know, I think the, the, the liquidity will be there. The scale will be there. You know, the question is, will someone aggregate it, right? How What will that look like down the road? I think there are some amazing platforms out there. And, you know, I think there's a long way to go. Now, before Annie wants to talk to you about Snitchel, I think, we'll do some feature out in a sec. But lastly, lastly on Domestico, really, you mentioned I like the way you described it as part of the global tour. The industry goes in all the time, Canada, Domestico, um, CBIT, et cetera. So do you think you're sitting there now at Domestico, you know, do you think that the tour is back? Do you think these flagpole events are now fully back and everyone in this industry listening should be at the mall? Ab- absolutely. You know, like unequivocally, the answer is yes. Uh, I think that for all of the hyperbole around automation, if you don't have relationships to put the ball in play, it doesn't matter. And so, uh, you know, this is a, for, for, for me, that global tour, that annual tour is a listening tour. It's about understanding the goals and objectives of any different aspect of this industry to recognize, you know, hey, like we, we, we're now, we'll call it 25 years into the digital media era, right? Where we are today looks vastly different than where we started and yes. where we'll be 25 years from now or even 25 months from now will look vastly different. And so if you're not constantly listening and, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes is uh, by, you have to excuse me here, an American baseball player, a guy named Yogi Berra, who played for the Yankees once upon a time, who said, you can observe a lot by watching. And there's no better place to observe and watch than at one of those major global events where you recognize who's there, who's got presence, who they're sending, and you start to recognize and think about the opportunity that's short term. You start to talk about partnerships that might be long term. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not sitting there and getting FaceTime, then you're lagging behind. I think that's such a good point. I remember when Microsoft first arrived in Cannes, which is a total shock. And you can see what's happened since then. So, yes, yeah, seeing who's there at these shows gives you a good sense of what's going on. But I think now it's time for food chats with Andy and it, Matt. It's not so much that. It's just, Matt, you, you've been on a bit of a global tour yourself. These, you were in London before, before you flew out to Cologne? I, 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 spent, uh, I, I spent about a week in London. Uh, it's one of my favourite places, I think. Did uh, you go to a Spurs game? I did go to a Spurs game. I did uh, I, I did see my favourite player, Mr. Sun, uh, score an incredible uh, historic hat-trick uh, in about 20 minutes to, uh, to take the 6-2. Uh, victory over Leicester, which, um, you know, I think it, it, it's, you guys know that, uh, that my heart sits in European football. Uh, it's a passion of mine. I'm actually uh, really, really lucky in that not only did I get to see my favorite Premier League club 
at Tottenham last weekend. But um, coincidentally, the U.S. men's national team is in Dusseldorf tomorrow. And uh, the beauty of being in Cologne is you're just a, a quick car ride away. So uh, not only do I get to see my favorite club team, but I get to see my favorite national team uh, before I head home. So really, you know, I think I, I believe there's a work hard, play hard balance. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to get out there and hopefully see uh, see Uncle Sam's army get a win over Japan tomorrow. Uncle Sam's army is an extraordinary phrase, Matt, and I think that's a great place to leave this chat. It is indeed. Well, look, Matt, it's always amazing to talk to you. It's always great to insight. You you definitely have a good way of uh, putting understanding on top of World well, events. So it's great to see you at Domesco. Hope we're going to see you in London soon. Sorry to miss your last trip. Um, so thanks so much for being with us again. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. So it's good to see here speak to Matt. I love Matt. He he just jets around the world, watching sport, eating food, going to trade shows. But uh, but you know he always get the best of insight and uh, take on events from Matt. I think so. Great to see him. Uh, and that's kind of it. Another episode. It's always Media Thursday grinds to its inevitable halt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it did. So we'll say goodbye. I think we will say goodbye, and I think I think apologise. I'm very sorry. We're very sorry. So anyway, it's goodbye from me, Justin Pierce, the editor of New Year's Late, and it's also goodbye from Andy Oates, the publisher. Bye. This podcast is a New Digital Age production. New Digital Age is part of the Blue Strike Group, the communications group for the digital industry. Please go to www.bluestripegroup.co.uk for more information.